Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to House Party, a podcast where home and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way, and Claudine Zapp is here, ready to chat homes. I am so ready. Hi. Hey. How are you doing this week? Well, I'm doing, uh, well, slightly worse since I, I heard about Lena Dunham's new house, but I'll let you talk about that. <laughs> slightly worse. It's like you and, yeah, she, there's other people that I know that just the mention of her can just Ugh. cast a pall over your uh, entire day. <laughs> For those of you who don't know who Lena Dunham is, she is, um, I, I actually just edited this piece and I called her the millennial anti-hero. Um, uh, she's, a, she's a writer, director. Uh, she is an actress. She created the HBO show Girls, which a lot of people consider to be like the quintessential like millennials living in new york city television yeah. show people think of her as like privileged and unaware of that privilege uh she is privileged because her parents are wealthy um i think her dad is a painter and her mom does something else creative. So recently there was a piece published in Architectural Digest that Lena Dunham had designed and uh, built a house on her parents' property 10 feet from their home. And it's she's calling it her forever home. So it's not just like a guest house that she can drop in. This is a place that she's going to live in a lot of the time. Um, it's a one and a half bedroom, two story, uh, structure. So it's, it's by no means like a tiny house. It's, it's very well no. equipped and she got, you know, like a famous architect and to design it and, and, um, designed to the hilt. I mean, yeah, it is. It's, it's done. It's really, it's beautiful. Like she definitely it was is. like, this is, I, I'm going to like kind of go all out. So that made me think I'm like, okay. Because we saw kind of, you know, I guess around the time of like the financial crisis of 08, when a lot of millennials were graduating, there was this thing of like, oh, yeah, I'm moving. I'm living with my parents for a while. It's like all the millennials going back home, you know, mm. trying to get on their feet as opposed to I feel like the generation before them. It's like you go to college or you graduate and then you get a job and you're on your own and da, da, da. And um, so I kind of likened this to millennials going home phase two. And, <laughs> and I had to right. wonder like with all the real estate affordability and, you know, or, or problems that, that there are with real estate being so unaffordable these days for a lot of us, especially first time home buyers, is this kind of the solution? Um, if, if your parents have, or, or a family member has, um, a backyard where you could build an ADU, which I guess an ADU accessory dwelling unit, um, 
most places it has to be at least like 150 square feet. Uh, is this like multi-generational living kind of a solution for the housing affordability problem? And I mean, sure. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if, if your if your parents um, already scored, you know, like you were saying, like a, a place with a backyard that has space for an extra house. But mm-hmm. I mean, the thing that kind of raises my hackles with Lena Dunham <laughs> is that she she's not an out of work. Right. Millennial. I mean, she, she's very successful and could easily, you know, buy a house nearby, but she, she seems to have like this need to, and as she admits in the architectural digest essay, she wrote proclaiming herself, you know, living 10 feet from her parents that she has this need to be very, very close to them. And Mm. I don't know if that's a millennial thing or just a Lynn Dunham thing, but (laughs) um, I mean, this house is, is, you know, kind of over the top for an ADU, but um, I thought the story that you were editing this week was very interesting in that you were saying that actually it's not just her, there are these, you know, there are, this is one solution to the housing crisis, um, which is a really interesting way to go about it. You know, you have, it's, yeah, right? it's, I mean, it's that multi-generational way of, of living. And we have some people saying like, yeah, this is a solution. It's not a new solution. I mean, people have been living, you know, having well, the in-law right. unit in the back <laughs> for years or, or grandma and grandpa live in the room down the hall for years, but it's just this interesting notion of like, millennials and Gen Zers now who like would be buyers in any other <laughs> economy. Um, right. This would, this would be the time, right. Yeah. This to, would to buy your own house, buy right. your American dream. Right. But it's so goddamn expensive to buy a house mm. nowadays. And so many of us are actually priced out of places that yeah. um, if you're cool with the idea of living 10 feet away from your parents, maybe building and building not an in-law unit, but a millennial unit (laughs) or a, there you go. I don't know. I have to change the the language around it. Maybe. Yeah. It's not in-law unit anymore. It's definitely like accessory dwelling unit. So, I mean, what do you think of the design of this place? I think it's pretty cool. Her, her influence, um, was interesting. I think she said, uh, the two-story structure is a density of color and texture. Parrots and turquoise mm-hmm. backed flowers mm-hmm. in the primary bedroom, wood grain wallpaper in the office nook, a built-in cozy domain upholstered with Jessica McClintock-esque 80s roses with a sliding mm-hmm. pink door to close it off, nicknamed the slot. <laughs> <laughs> and she she says that she wanted to um, initially paint the exterior of the home strawberry uh, like red. So it, so it would look like she was living in a strawberry (laughs) and her architect (laughs) immediately dismissed that and was like, no, 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 (laughs) no, you can't have your strawberry house. No, we can do some crazy stuff on the inside, but, um, the outside, we're just going to make look like a normal house. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's really super cute. I mean, it's got, it's It's charming. It is. It is charming. And I mean, she's not going to live there alone though. Right. I mean, no, she's, I mean, she's, so her, she's but, married. Like she, she's she, married. Yeah. yeah. I know. Like, I think her husband is based in London and I think she was living there quite a bit. Um, 
during the pandemic over the last couple of years. Okay. So, so maybe they'll split their time. Yeah. Yeah. Stay here for part of the year and then, and then go out to London or LA or whatever. But yeah, it's, right. who knows? I mean, it's obviously like money plays a factor in this. Like you need to have land to build this. You need to, you know, but you know, I'm need sure to have... it wasn't cheap to build no, this house. No, I mean, this she... does not look like a little shipping container. You <laughs> know? No, expenses were not spared. Like it was, yeah, she went all out with this place. Um, but I just think it's, it's so interesting. The notion of like the, the millennial unit nowadays. Millennial unit. Millennial unit. Yeah. Well, be sure to check out this story on our site. Mm-hmm. Um, we have photos of the place so you can check it out. We have some interesting insight from experts who are talking about this whole young folks who would be buyers moving back to their parents' property and kind of having independence, but not really because they can also <laughs> walk over and do their laundry or get a slice of lasagna right. or whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And, and I think it is, I think, Ultimately, it's good to add that value to your house. I mean, if you mm-hmm. have an extra unit, uh, even if even if Lena Dunham decides at some point that she wants to live somewhere else, they could always rent it out, keep it as a guest house. If the parents decide to sell the house, they have an extra house that's been mm-hmm. permitted and is legal as like what they call legal in law, at least in San Francisco where I live. And <laughs> that's a very highly prized to have like two houses in one. Totally. With this whole like Airbnb stuff too. Yeah. Right. Good point. Airbnb. Yeah. There's <laughs> definitely uh, a lot of angles to this one. Yeah. Good, but, um, good story. Good point, oh, Natalie. Oh, thanks Claudine. Um, <laughs> we have another real estate story to talk about. Um, someone who I enjoy, I read his book recently and I really enjoyed it. Um, oh, it's an amazing, amazing tale. Yeah. yeah. His, he's pretty awesome. And Claudine, you're going to tell us a little bit about Trevor Noah's Manhattan penthouse that he's selling. Yes. So Trevor Noah, he has been the host of the daily show for seven years. He took over from John Stewart. Uh, it's the comedy central show that, you know, mocks the news mm-hmm. and, um, Trevor Noah comes from South Africa. He has a fascinating backstory. His, his book is called born a crime. He basically was born during the era of apartheid when his, his mother who, um, had him with uh, a white, a white man. Um, uh, it, so he was literally born. Uh, it was, it was considered a crime to have uh, two different races have a baby in South mm-hmm. Africa. So, um, uh, he has this just, uh, really interesting take on the world and the news. And now he's, uh, we can get to see his take on his gorgeous duplex penthouse, yeah. which has come on the market. <laughs> he has um, a great take on design. Oh, sure. does he? Beautiful yeah. eye. Or or like he hires people who do anyway. <laughs> he knows how you to know, hire has, good designers. Yeah. Yes. Um, he so he's been living in this place since 2017. And um the listing description uh notes that there he did he embarked on a, a multi-year renovation, which sounds painful. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the, the result was really incredible. Um, and you can go, uh, to realtor.com The the story is on the website, it's live and you can see, um, some photos of the place it's, it's takes over the 17th, um, it's on the 17th and 18th floors and oh, wow. it's got, um, a, a, a 1000 square foot terrace, oh um, a, a plunge pool. Yeah. Um, it's, it's absolutely insane. He bought it for a little over 10 million. It's, it's on the market for a little under 13. Um, I don't know how much that renovation costs, but I am guessing it was a lot of money. So um, I I hope he makes out. (laughs) He doesn't seem to be wanting to be very greedy in this situation. I mean, no, I realize this isn't like the easiest time to get into the real estate game. Um, So maybe Mm. he's just hoping to to um, maybe break know, even, break even, and him, cut his yeah. loss, or or cut his loss a little bit and just sell it. But it's and also just looking at this place, like you said, Claudine, it's mm. it's a penthouse on the seventh and eighteenth floors. It's thirty six hundred square feet. It's a huge place, private terrace, beautiful interiors. Thirteen million seems for New York City. Mm. It seems like a pretty good deal. I mean, I think that's like like if this place were in Tribeca. Or, right, you know, Soho. I I could see this fetching upwards of you know twenty million. Who I mean, I'm not right. a real estate agent, but this. No, no, I, no. I'm you're, s- you make a totally fair point, and this is not one of the most <laughs> highest of desirable neighborhoods. It's in the middle of this sort of very very urban space um, called Hell's Kitchen, and it's close to you know a lot of Midtown. Um, I mean, it's in Midtown, but it's like, it's close, it's very close to where his studio was. Um, mm-hmm. He's leaving uh, the job. He's, he's stepping down as host. And um, so he doesn't really need to be within walking distance <laughs> of the Comedy Central studio anymore. So um, he's, he's giving up the apartment. Do you think he's going to get his price then just because it seems like he is pricing it to sell? Uh, you know, I would, I would hate to make predictions, but, um, <laughs> we aren't held to those predictions. We if, aren't held to the them. opposite happens. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I, he's been burned before. Um, he, had, he has, uh, yeah, he, he sold a place on the West coast, um, at a loss, oh. um, recently. So I think maybe he's trying to, I mean, he's had it for seven years. It's a long investment and mm-hmm. he's, it, it seems like realistically priced to me. So, you know, it's possible that, that it yeah. will sell for around that. Um, but like you said, you know, the luxury market is cooling a bit. So it's tough. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, yeah. okay. Speaking of the West coast, he also mm-hmm. picked up a <clears throat> massive mansion in LA recently, or right. like a couple of years ago, he sold it earlier this year for 26.4 million. And he had originally, Oh no, excuse me. He paid. Yeah. That was the one he paid 27.5 million in 2020. Just- yeah. And then I was like, and then, damn, Trevor. No, I, be- I believe we even like talked about it on this podcast when it happened. Yeah. It's and oof, we ouch. were like, go like when he initially bought it, we're like, get that comedy central money, like go Trevor um, right. for buying like such an expensive place. But it's kind of a bummer that he had to take a loss on it. Right. And I think he he did um, have a change of heart or something and and sold it pretty quickly. 
Yeah. Um, so that's unfortunate. Um, but you know, don't feel bad for Trevor. He's got a tremendous career. He yeah. has, I think he's touring the world with his comedy stand up. Oh. And yeah. So, you know, you can you can see if you can catch him somewhere. I know he's he's continuing to tour. I took a quick look on his website. I think it was going to Boston and Great Britain mm. and all over the place. So and he's, he's dating he's Dua good. Lipa, the pop star, right? Aren't they? Whoa. Yeah, I think you know, I thought I saw rumors about that I which good for him you know good for, yeah go he, <laughs> go Trevor um go Trevor anyway yeah so like Claudine said go to realtor.com slash news to check out this story and those are the buzziest celebrity real estate stories that you need to know this week Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's just keep going then. Jump right in. Yeah, hop into it. It's the penultimate episode of the season that we have to recap of Selling the OC, episode seven. Say Say it it isn't so. so. I know. (laughs) (laughs) This was, I would say this is probably the pettiest uh, episode we've had thus far in terms of like, I mean, it just felt like a fight that I would have in high school I didn't even like really have fights like this in high school but if if I were to have one or if I were to see one it would have been something like this it's just the girls yeah. me, 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 you know like overanalyzing things and just going at each other's throats right completely and and sort of also <laughs> like the second you know sort of getting into things that have nothing to do with them yes like yes. it seems like they are <laughs> having a lot of beefs for no yeah. reason exactly yeah these ladies <laughs> don't like each other um but beyond no. that we did see some some pretty cool houses this episode as yes. well we did um, we did and i Starting i do have the, the opening one. Oh, do you have do you have the intel well i was gonna say i was just for our listeners i can just say um you can look forward to some real stories some behind the scenes um the actual story behind these houses um fantastic you know we we like to bring we like to bring the behind the scenes info um that's yeah. what we do we are realtor.com we really um, try. <laughs> yeah but let's like you said let's, let's let's start we open up at um alexander jarvis's listing in newport beach this modern mediterranean as she calls it um <laughs> It's a ten and million which dollar disagrees. house. <laughs> yeah, did you think no. that was funny? She just like they they cut to her saying like that's what she calls it, but I don't really oh. think it is or something. Well, yeah, I, and honestly, Jarvis could have said the sky is green or the the sky is blue, right. and the grass <laughs> is green, and Polly would have said eh, no, it's more of like a yellowy shade. Right, no, eh, I don't agree. Really. That's yeah. the great to disagree. Yeah. It's they are just oil and water. Those two. They are really are. Yeah, I can't believe 
they actually got through the listing in a professional manner with a client. Kind yeah. Of. So yeah. Polly, kind of, Polly, sort of. yeah. Polly shows up. Um, this is Jarvis's listing. It's a $10 million house um, in Newport beach, six bed, 10 bath, 1200 square feet. And Polly shows up to show it to a client of hers. And uh, yeah, they managed to get through it without, well, they throw minor jabs at each other, you know, <laughs> they say, oh, this is my favorite part of the house, the wine cellar. And Jarvis says, oh, we can just lock Polly in there for the rest of the tour. And then <laughs> they're walking up the stairs and, and Polly goes, oh, you still have the tag on your shoe, Jarvis. And Jarvis <gasps> goes, know, oh, yeah, that you, was... you want to get that for me? Like it was, <laughs> ooh, it was just it on was and on barbs under, you know, behind pursed lips. It was just, yeah. I felt like also when, um, right before Polly shows up, Jarvis said something like Polly's green and I'm excited to see her deliver. So she really does not have high expectations. Mm -hmm. And then she shows up with this guy. And the first thing Polly says is the counters, the color of the counters match your cat. Yeah. And then at some point later on, Jarvis says, well, this is a lot of house for one man and his cat. And I thought, <laughs> well, that's a little, I don't know. That was a little snide. I yeah, no, there were some slight snide things. I honestly think, and I'm sure that the producers, producers would confirm that this was probably just a, a scene that they, uh, that the two were able to film. And I don't think they were really serious about getting this, this man to buy this house. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, it didn't seem like it was really about the client. Even it was more about the two ladies, just, just exchanging going at comments. each other. Yeah. Right. Um, so I can give you the real story about this house, which I, I knew think it, this falls in line with, um, my theory. So this house was listed in April, 2021 for $10 million. Um, mm-hmm. like we see on the show. The price dropped by a million in August 2021, and then it sold October 2021 for seven million. So three million dollars less than listing—that's kind of crazy. That is. And but the biggest shocker: the owner of the house uh, is Jason Oppenheim. No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you think? Do you think he might be buying it for a flip? a flip he he was able to get a really good price on it so he just bought it i don't know i don't know if he lives here if this is like his crash pad when they're filming a seven million dollar crash pad get a condo i don't know and by the beach i did see (laughs) in the the um property records that i think he might have been renting it too because i think it was offered at some point for thirty nine thousand dollars a month so that might cover the mortgage it could be Maybe. Just an investment. Uh, like, I don't know. But when I saw that Jason owns it, I was like, okay, so clearly like, <laughs> yeah, perhaps it was weird. already in the works for Jason to buy this and it would just be a place for them to film. Who knows? Um, but huh. Yeah. And the end actually quite a twist. The listing agents were Jason Oppenheim and Alexander Rose, which you typically, if one of the Alexandros is on the listing, it means that, it's an Alexandra. It's, it's Jarvis and Rose. So uh, yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's all in the Oppenheim family. You know what? We forgot to mention that after the client left the Newport beach house that mm. also Jarvis and Polly do get into it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That was a I, big part. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's only important 
I mean, the, the fight was so stupid, but it's only important <laughs> because it does come up later. Exactly. <laughs> you're hostile. Yeah. No, you're hostile. You oh hate my God. me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. Well, yeah. Polly is like, I heard that you told somebody that you hate me, which is 100% true. We heard it on camera. Polly said, I hate Jarvis. Right. And a lot of people heard it wasn't just like to one you know, clandestine source. It's like, we all heard this. Um, and she does, she actually does get Polly to apologize for saying that. Yeah. But that's she true. doesn't really surprised. apologize for, for, for she, she, yeah, it was surprising, but she doesn't back down on her complaint that she says that Jarvis is completely hostile. Right. And then, and then Jarvis, cause, and Jarvis wanted to bring up that Kayla had chatted to them about how Polly was talking about her behind her back mm-hmm. and it just kind of degraded from there and then at some point to make a point Jarvis says listen honey and Polly mm-hmm. gets all mad about her calling her honey and says don't, don't call, call me honey don't call me honey okay <laughs> Don't don't honey me. No, it's yeah. With her British accent. By the way, if you haven't watched the show and you're just tuning into our show, Polly has a British accent. She's from she's from London. Okay, so we move to Hall's house, Alex Hall's house, where she is making coffee and brandy beverage. Coffee with um ghee. Ghee? What the heck? She doesn't do cream and sugar. She does ghee, like like the butter alternative um how healthy <laughs> yeah i'm like okay <laughs> the ladies talk about the upcoming casino night that geo is throwing which is sure to be so fun um hall says that the alexandras are poisoning the well um and they were talking about how hall remember last episode when hall stormed out after the alexandras had the audacity to stand up to her um, right about the Kayla listing situation. And uh, yeah, so Kayla and Hall have kind of beef because of their weird listing situation. The Alexandras and Hall have beef. It's messy. It's a very messy. And she's, she said she's she's going to talk to them and ask, what are you doing? <laughs> why are you doing this? Like, why, why are, are you, you yelling at me? Why are you getting involved? And I used to be the one like standing up for you guys or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Maybe we just didn't <laughs> see that on camera. But no, I think w- when that happened, when the Alexandras piped in I, and they were defending Kayla, I was like, thank, thank goodness. Like they're presenting another side to this argument about the co-listing and how, you know, Hall is saying that one thing and then they're they're kind of because Kayla is green, like we've said. So they're kind of like backing right. Kayla up. I think. Yeah. I, I don't know. Hall just doesn't like being provoked. <laughs> She's clearly doesn't not. Like being she doesn't like to be to questioned. Do. Right. Yeah. She likes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then we move on to Tyler and Austin, who are at a surf shop called Catch Surf. I don't know right. where this is. It's probably, oh, no. it's probably in, I, I could have Googled it. I didn't Google it. <laughs> you, uh, you're clearly not a surfer. No, that it is one part of. Now you know where the restaurants and bars are. No, oh, yeah. no sh- surf shops. <laughs> we forgive no. you. We forgive you. Yeah. You can, you can see my priorities. Um, yes, I'm with you on those. <laughs> Austin's looking at boards and Tyler, Tyler actually says that surfing is his first love. Um, <laughs> right above and, his dog and his wife. 
when she didn't want to choose between the two, right? They were right. on the same plane, like yes. a tie for second place. Yeah. Right. And I was like, you could have put surfing on this. If we're doing multiple things on one plane, you could put right. surfing with your dog and your wife, but clearly that's yeah. how you feel. No, that's honest. Go Tyler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler is excited because he has his first listing in San Clemente, a house that we will see later. So that's, right. that's something to look forward to in the episode. And um, the conversation divulges or e- evolves into a really weird place. Um, they start talking about, or Austin starts talk, asking about their sex life. I can't even get it out. Like it's. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. And Tyler. Tyler's I, so, so awkward about it. And he's so just like, awkward. why are you saying this on camera, dude? Um Yeah. Tyler says his wife is back in town, his wife, Brittany Snow, the actress, and it's nice to have her home. Um, It's like date night every night. (laughs) And then what does Austin say? (laughs) Sex every night, too. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to say what he says next or do you? (laughs) Nope. Nope. I'm not going there because I actually was so surprised that they mentioned this that I I thought I had misheard something. Right. He says, take her. You heard it, too? Oh yeah, he says take her to Pound Town. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, I said like, pardon moi. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So Tyler's weird. just like, oh my god, can we please like what? Ah, uh, yeah. He also, Austin, I I I feel like he like broke news because, um, they cut to him doing his little confessional thing, and he Austin says someone crossed a line. Um, but mm. it happened three times. He should have said something after the first time. Mm. And that was the first time, like, I know that Tyler kind of alluded to that when he was having his little um, drink session with um, Kayla, mm-hmm. but they don't actually talk. I mean, we don't see everything happens off camera. So Austin just confirmed for me what you had been suspecting, which was that something else happened. And so multiple. I don't know, some, multiple times mm-hmm. and he kind of let it go until the, well, until someone said something besides him. Right. Right. Yeah. It wasn't until Polly like blew it up and she was like, what the hell is going on? Exactly. Yeah. So it wasn't just like a one time Kayla tried to kiss Tyler. Now, according to Austin, it, it, it was multiple occurrences of right. there being a Kayla Tyler, like, um, inappropriate behavior perhaps right right um yeah so i i want to hear more about that all this petty drama i i i can leave that in the dust i i think it's i'm I'm like dig into this like what the heck happened with tyler tyler and kayla and because ultimately tyler is now divorced from his wife Brittany snow so like something just a kayla thing was it other people i'm but maybe season two Maybe maybe we can <laughs> yeah. get that story in season two. Exactly. Fascinating. Um, we move back to the Oppenheim Group offices um, with Geo, Polly, Brandy, and Lauren sitting there. Um, Geo asks what it means when people spell out I-Y-K-Y-K, which is, if you know, you know. <laughs> Internet speak. <laughs> this, is the, this is them doing office time officey things like yes. you said before this, this is office agent yeah. listing a listing agency things yeah um <laughs> i have a question 
Why mm. does Kayla always dress like a secretary from the eighties? Oh my gosh. That's so funny. In these little like, I, like skirt suits with the, uh, with the big gold earring. I don't know. It just like, yeah. it all of a I sudden, don't know, maybe like, that's oh, back. Know. Is it back is working girl? Is that whole look? That's kind of- no, it's working girl. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> She is truly trying to sell that she is pounding the pavement. She is working girl. She's getting those listings. Um, and the agents actually asked Kayla, how is the Summit Drive um, right. property in Laguna going? Like, what the heck? And so Kayla conveys to them what we learned through property rec- property records that I, I think right. talked about a couple of episodes ago. Um, the agent, or excuse me, that the seller wants to raise the price of the home by $350,000, which is right. nothing and that a listing agent ever wants to hear. No. And in fact, this is what the discussion we were having the other day about on the pr- prior episode where you discovered this is that it made no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was baffling and it sounds like for them very frustrating. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, and they already have offers on the property and he didn't, he didn't want to accept any of them. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. They, so the, the, the house is listed for 4.5 million and Kayla says that they've received two offers so far, one for three, nine. And which is, I think what Kayla initially mm-hmm. wanted to price the house at. And then one for four, two, five or four, two or something. Yeah. Um, like, so they're good, below good offers. They're below us. But yeah, it's I you can negotiate. There's room for negotiation there. Exactly. At least counter, which we also learn that the seller doesn't want to counter those offers. Right. Um, so it's kind of crazy. And then Kayla says that the seller doesn't like Alex Hall, who's co-listing it with her. That was juicy. He says she's very aggressive and comes off like a car salesman. Which that was to me, that means to me that this seller has a problem with women, (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. has a problem with women who speak their mind. So I don't think that's a jab on Hall as much as the seller, but we don't need to get into that. (laughs) Right. And uh, especially because I am guessing that Hall may have been urging him to take one of these offers. Exactly. Yeah. I'm Which sure they is, have to present the offers to the seller and I'm sure right? that they were very favorable for taking the four two. Yeah. Totally. So he didn't like, he didn't like that. No, probably. No, probably. No. So now Kayla's communicating with him and um, she actually calls Jason for some advice. And so Jason says, well, it's your listing. I'm going to defer to you and your judgment, but um, you have two options. You can either give the listing back and we say, thank you very much. You can find another listing agent or they can just raise the price and wait it out and see if a a buyer who wants to pay even more money um, is willing to. Right. Kayla's and just I, in a sticky situation. Yeah, it's a bad situation because they already did invest money in the staging, such as it is. <laughs> That's staging, all that. <laughs> That's staging. And, and they had to re- retake the photos and all that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is an unfortunate situation for Kayla because this has already just been the listing from hell. Um, right. <laughs> causing urges the nightmare. On paper, it seems like 
they could have just walked, you know, closed the deal and walked away. But the, the, the seller seems to be like the really even worse to deal with than each other. Right. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's nothing about this situation is good. And I'm sure that everyone involved is glad to be done with it. I'm sure. Uh, and you said, you said that it was still it was off market or they had raised the price and then never it never went off market it never sold it never i believe it's off market at this point um and yeah it did not sell we have we have no we have no record that it sold so then we travel over to tyler san clemente listing um which he's very stoked about because this is his first solo listing he's broken away from his father He's not co-listing it with his father, who's a very successful luxury real estate broker. He's not co-listing it with any of the Oppenheim twins. This is Tyler's listing. It's his show. It's a cool house. What did you think of this house? house. I loved it. I thought it was the neatest place. Yeah. Um, it, It had been all, I mean, it wasn't staged or anything. It was just like the spaces themselves. Like it was kind of, um, I'm not sure if it was mid-century, but it seemed kind of an older house that had been redone mm-hmm. in, in, inside. And it was just like very like clean lines, very high ceilings, uh, cool skylights, a cool kitchen, like open kitchen. It was, it was neat. And then they had that cool like television room. Yeah. I don't know. There was just a lot of just cool spaces. <clears throat> I um I totally agree. I it was mid-century. It was born it, it was born. The born. house was born. <laughs> um it was built in 1959 this house. Um yeah. okay. so it is in yeah. fact mid-century those clean lines like you said. Um the listing description called it a um modern craftsman which it's not craftsman, but it's, it's, it's coastal modern, or I think is yeah, what Tyler like organic, organic, yeah. yeah, that all, like that nice. light wood, um, really kinda, pretty. I, I kind of likened it to a treehouse because you had all that foliage in the backyard too. Yeah, so. and you could go. They had a rooftop um, mm-hmm. deck, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, this this is a cool house. Um, let me give you the real story on it. So, yes. um. It's four beds, five baths, 3,300 square feet. Uh, Tyler was listing it for um, 3.7 million. Uh, it was built in 1959, but it had been gut renovated, um, you know, down to the studs. They kept some of the unique, charming aspects of it, like beams and, and skylights and this and that. Um, Tyler was the actual listing agent mm-hmm. and it sold April 20, uh, in April, 2022, um, for 3.67 million. Ah, so he got exactly what he asked. Just a hair under asking. Yeah. Wow. Um, so it, and, and the, the couple that we see in the episode, Siobhan and Brian are representing the buyer. They were in fact, um, the, the agents who worked with the buyer who ended up buying this place. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah. Oh, good for him. So he, he did very well as first, wasn't it? Uh, well, I can't remember what, what they said the commission was on that, but that's a nice chunk of change for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of someone who does great in real estate in Orange County, Geo is hosting Casino Night and it's time for the big party. Oh, Geo. 
Gio and his wife Tiffany are throwing a casino night at their house, <clears throat> his mom's house. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> this this house we got an inside look at last episode. Um, it's on the bay in Newport Beach. And we did see in property records that although um, on the show it says Gio's house, his mom owns it. <laughs> his <Yeah>. mom Lisa's <laughs> house. <laughs> um, so the agents roll up. Uh, Brandy brings her husband. Austin brings his wife, Lisa. Lisa gets to tag along. She was earlier in the season. We heard Lisa saying, I want to be involved. And so right. you go, Lisa. She wants to go. She wants to go to these fun events. Yes. Where this fun happens. Fun, <laughs> a.k.a. drinking and fighting. <laughs> right. <laughs> Foreshadow. Um, they pop the champagne. Jarvis, <laughs> yep. Jarvis comes with her fiance. I didn't even know she had one, but apparently yeah. she does. Yes. Yeah, Sergio, and, who looks quite a bit older than her. No judgment. Yeah. No judgment. No, no judgment. Um, and also they are dressed to the nines. They are mm. like not not their normal like cocktail wear they are dressed like in formal wear like oh yeah comp- like red carpet ready wear <laughs> like gloves like like fingertip to elbow gloves and we've got we've got a lot of sequins um, yes yes it, it was it was and the men are in like black tie white tie yeah. it was it was an impressive showing for a bunch of uh gambling games it reminded <laughs> Some me champagne. yeah well all this like fanciness reminded me of um the tv show the oc because i was a huge oc fan um and they they would always say in the show oh yeah in newport we're doing one of these black tie events every week there's like a gala or a charity thing you get dressed up you wear your tux and your your evening gown and so i was like are you are they kind of trying to play off that a little bit maybe i don't know Uh, maybe i mean maybe that's just what newport beach is like that's just what it's like a day in the life (laughs) so everyone is just shooting dirty looks at each other we you know we have Brandy rolling her eyes and we have Hall making little like snide comments and it's it, from the get go from yeah. the get go. Yeah. See, I'm not I'm not snubbing anyone. I went and said hi to Tiffany. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Polly. <laughs> just like Polly, the drama queen. So Polly gets oh, yeah. in a conversation with Brandy about the 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 argument that she had with Jarvis at the listing that we saw at the top of the episode. Um, And Polly, she's like, someone told her that I hate her. I mean, I do (laughs) hate her, but I'm just like, okay, what is it girl? Like, are you mad that someone told her that you hate her or like, I don't know, Polly, she's the biggest drama starter. I don't, I'm not a big fan. She really is. She is. She really does ignite things. Yeah. And um, and not that Paul needs any you know uh, you know any help getting into these things, but she says Paul says I've had to shower off the negative energy. Oh God, that was so <laughs> dramatic. That was just like okay, yeah. They the the whole thing. So this whole night devolves into just all the female agents coming down on the Alexandras and being like, you're just so negative. You just have such a bad vibe. You're bullies. And like, it's, 
it's really just yeah they're still yelling at them it's just a lot of yeah it's just a lot of like oh i heard you said this and then um jarvis uh honey's polly again she says uh, honey no and, and then polly goes oh my gosh don't call me honey and right. all the girls are like that's so condescending don't call her honey um and then I thought it was interesting that Brandy and Jarvis and Rose are actually having a conversation that seemed to be a little bit more productive than just yelling at each other. Right. Like Brandy brings up her mom and says, right. <laughs> you know, this is, this isn't real. What's going on with my mama drama is real. Exactly. Her mom has cancer. I loved a drunk Alexander Rose being like, <gasps> there are much worse things in children. the world. There are children in Africa who are starving. There's children in Mexico who are starving. This is so stupid. No, it was it was so good. I was like, yes, Alexandra, you were my I favorite. I loved it. I loved it. That was great. Um, and then Alex but Hall, the, just yeah. like drags. Yeah, she 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 drags Brandy away. Yeah, and the and the Alexandras are like, but we were having a good conversation. Yeah, Paul thinks she's Alex Hall comes in. She thinks thinking that she's gonna like save, save Brandy her. from this like confrontation with the Alexandras, and all three of them are like, well, we were actually like having a conversation, and then Hall's like, oh, so you don't like people butting into your conversations? Hmm, hmm, hmm. And it's right. like everything oh. they can't do anything right. I mean, no. they can't in all eyes. Really so they really can't. And Hall Hall says that. They're bullies. It was Hall that said that, right? Right. Uh huh. I think so. And um, and yeah, the, the, you you always are bullying everyone. She says not. you guys are rubbing your stink on everything. <laughs> I'm like, what producer told you to say that? Okay, I know it's gross. <laughs> what a gross um, image. Well, and speaking of gross, <laughs> Tyler comes over to Jarvis and Rose, and perfectly exemplifies the mansplain. Yeah. <laughs> he goes. Well, if if you're turning your back and laughing, it could be perceived as bullying. And he's <laughs> trying to be helpful, but it's like they're like, no, dude, no, like, <laughs> don't. Yeah, don't. where did where does Tyler like? What you can't just jump in now. Yeah, this we don't been, need this you. This is like an epic. Yeah, we, we don't we need don't you need to help. give your opinion. No, just mm-hmm. go go do your own thing. Um. And then, and then and then they cut to Gio and he, he's like, <laughs> this is not how I thought the evening would go. And I'm thinking, I love how clueless are you, you sweet, poor thing. I loved Gio in this moment. <laughs> oh, so sad. I, just, I thought this was going to be a nice night. I thought we were going to all get a lot. Like, what made you think that, Gio? <laughs> I don't know. I, he, I think he just wanted to have a nice party, but he yeah. invited the wrong people for that. <laughs> he These people uh, don't do nice <laughs> no they don't do nice <laughs> holly just straight up calls jarvis the c-word at one point in front of her fiance oh right did you see did you you saw I, that I, I i heard her say something and then she said oh i'm you're marrying oh you <laughs> two are getting married my best to you or good luck with that or something yeah. like super obnoxious in front and of then, her fiance yeah yeah it was just just yeah it was bad madness it was tacky it was tacky and that's it and then we we that's close it. with the jar the alexandra's walking out of the party storming out storming out more without, storming i was like jarvis don't leave your fiance there he's just <laughs> 
drinking his champagne being like i don't know anyone here yeah i'm i'm merely a spectator i don't want to know anyone here yeah (laughs) oh speaking of drinking i tried ranch water you did yeah we looked it up online and then my husband made me one and it's it's basically a margarita without the simple sugar so it's it's like lime juice tequila and some sparkling water Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. If you, if you don't, uh, I don't like sweet drinks. And so, but I really like margaritas and that it was just perfect. Oh. So I learned something. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tyler. Cause Tyler yeah. orders a ranch water he, in the last episode. Yeah. Right. When he was talking to Kayla and I thought, what, what in the world is a ranch water? And then oh. we decided that it was kind of like a skinny margarita, but so a man can order it. Yes, so we can sound like a cowboy ordering yeah. his low sugar beverage. Um, right. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Good. Mm-hmm. That sounds mm-hmm. refreshing. I could go for a ranch water. It's dangerously good. I would <laughs> After say. watching this episode, maybe we'll have to make <gasps> ranch waters as we recap yes. the the, se- the season finale. We'll I think we just might have to. Imbibe <laughs> some ranch waters. Um, see well, what thanks, happens. Thanks, Claudine. This was <laughs> this was a fun one. Can't wait to see how the season uh, pans out for for next episode. I know. Ooh, what could happen next? I mean, they really did themselves this time. Yeah. Well, that's it for House Party. Thank you for tuning in and pressing play. If you want to check out any of the stories that we talked about today, you can go to realtor.com slash news, or you can go to your show notes in your podcast app. We'll have all the links there. If you have a quick second, if you could subscribe to our show or give us a five-star rating and slash or give us a five-star rating and write a review, that would be awesome. Um, If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us podcast at realtor.com or you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram house party pod on both. That's it. So tune in next week. Claudine and I will finish up with this season recap um, of episode eight of selling. It's been a journey. Mm -hmm. It's been a, it's been a journey. (laughs) Heck of a ride. (laughs) Yes. All right. We'll take care and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.